0: Welcome, everybody! Another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. Value your day, sweet if not. What the hell ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna make this like a big like subject matter in terms of like a wrestling related thing, but the only reason I'm doing this subject matter is because it's wrestling ish related, and that is involving WWE 13. Yeah, I've discussed that in the past a little bit, like when I did my video, briefly mentioning it with WWE 2K18 on the switch for first Nintendo game in a while for a WWE game on a Nintendo console and all that other stuff but the reason why I want to talk about this one is because it's also something related to myself and that is something that I don't think a lot of people know from something that happened around 11 years ago so I'm sure everybody remembers back when WWE would release video games before 2k14 came in WWE was working with THQ to publish these video games and you would have some of the WWE games after the SmackDown vs. Raw series would be WWE 12 and 13, so... You had a number to indicate the year before 2K completely took over once THQ went under. Well, back in the day, people may remember there were websites to where... When the game was still active and everything, you could have a website to check all this stuff out. And now you can do so through, like, the Wayback Machine. But back then, you could see, like, news about the game, any information media, the roster, so on and so forth, so you can get details about stuff you can see in the game. Well, one of the things you could do when you looked through the game was when you looked up the roster, you would get their page, seeing who the superstar is, what their entrance video was, their finisher, and those were based on in-game stuff, what they would declare as their greatest moment, which was subjective, and some sort of screenshot, I think, within the game. So you get a few things when you go to a Superstars page from the WWE 13 roster. Well, this all ties back to me because of what I still consider to be one of the coolest moments in my now 13 years on this website. Well, on YouTube. Not this website if you're listening to this podcast elsewhere. But back then when they set up the website around the summer of 2012, when they were still hyping up the game and everything... When you go to the rosters and everything, when you, and check each superstar, the greatest moments section would have a video from YouTube showcasing some quote-unquote greatest moment involving that superstar. So, like, with John Cena, I think it was supposed to be, like, something of him hitting Brock in the face with a chain from Extreme Rules 2012. But the weird thing is, out of everybody on, like, those wrestlers you saw on the roster that were available immediately from launch of the game, I... It's one of only two people on YouTube to have one of their YouTube videos actually featured on the website for any roster, like members of the roster. While all of the other videos that were listed as greatest moment for any other superstars, those clips and videos were all came from the WWE YouTube channel. Because I remember myself and a channel that was called WWF Pay Per View 2002, which would upload, like of course, pay per view content from 2002. We both had videos on this website. With WWF Pay Per View 2002, he uploaded the match of Big Show versus Brock Lesnar from Survivor Series 2002, so that video got featured on Big Show's like roster page for like character and everything. And when it came to myself, I was featured on the Undertaker's Attitude Era like character model roster part of the page because on my Zuniga is a Man channel, like this is going way back. I used to do these quote unquote highlight videos which is where i would take a match and chop up the content so much to where they would be like less than a minute long there would be those like small highlight packages you would see like when somebody does like say a top 10 list of like let's say top 10 wrestlemania matches and then you see those chopped up highlights in there after they name saying oh number seven is this match then you see those chopped up highlights that's the kind of those little videos were the ones i would usually upload on youtube and some people would use them themselves, and I would also use them for myself if I was doing some videos and everything like that. I uploaded one in that format for The Undertaker vs. Mankind, Hell in a Cell match from King of the Ring 1998. There was no, like, messing with the audio, it was just chopped up little bits, it was less than a minute long. And that video itself got shared through, you, like, my YouTube channel onto The Undertaker's Attitude Era roster page. When you went to that page. Thing is, now, like, I'll get to this part in a bit. Now, if you, like, go into the Wayback Machine, like, the earliest time, you won't find that video, even in the archive, like, just... even a page there if you check it out, because... just a few months after this happened, because, like, I was notified through the comments that it was shared on the website, and I was just like, holy shit! Because, think about it, this was a big thing for me to have now like, it was only, like, less than two years into my time on YouTube. But then just shortly thereafter, within a few months after the video got posted there, was when my Zuno Gives the Man channel got terminated by WWE for copyright infringement. Because around that time, it was had to have been around the time I had two strikes on my channel. Because I remember I had, the first strike was at the end of August 2011. Because I shared a clip of Sheamus getting blasted through the barricade at SummerSlam the year prior by Mark Henry. Strike two came in January 2012 where I uploaded like, The last few minutes of each match from Royal Rumble 2000 then at the beginning of July of 2012 was when that first strike finally expired and then I got another strike less than three weeks later because it was a video where I'm sure some people remember those videos way back in the day where you get go through a pay-per-view and then somebody would show footage of every single finisher done throughout an entire pay-per-view I had one for Survivor Series 2003 and that one eventually got a strike so I ended up getting back to two strikes and then, August 2012, was when my channel got terminated. So from that point on, whenever you went to the page, and I know I've still got the screenshot and everything, that's why there's no greatest moment portion on the Undertaker Attitude Era character roster page anymore compared to just about everybody else. So I mean, that was a huge problem. Like, I don't remember how many views I got on that video with it getting shared through there. But it was, that was still a pretty sick thing. To think that I was one of two people that actually had one of their YouTube videos on that website. While all the other videos were all in WWE's YouTube channel themselves. And like I said, this was only two years into my time on YouTube. So that was a pretty amazing thing. I don't know who, like who behind the team made the decision to put the video there. But if you're listening to this, thank you. I know I lost my channel shortly thereafter, like I said. But that still was an amazing thing. And that's still something I still hold close to my heart. Because I think... You know the other thing that can probably still compare to that? I think I've still got the video here on YouTube where uh, I talked about how WWE took one of my uh, YouTube thumbnails that I had on my original TV channel, and now it's on the WWE website when it comes to looking through the history of games. I think I've still got the video looking through that, but it's like crazy. You can just do something online, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you snap your fingers and something amazing like that happens. But I mean... I think that's probably why I still look at WWE 13 kind of like as fondly as I do, give or take my thoughts on the Wii part of the game, but just overall because every time I think of WWE 13, I still keep remembering that memory from 11 years ago. I mean, it's a shame that there was no screenshots from around the time when the video was still there because the earlier screenshot was after I lost my channel, but it still brings back good joy there. So anyway, let me know you all thought in the comment section below, did anybody ever go through the WWE 13, like, website back in the day, maybe seen some of these things. Like I said, I know you can on the Wayback Machine if you have the URL. I mean, you can't play the media, but you can still search through the pages, like, with the rosters and everything to see this stuff. But did anybody remember going through this stuff back in the day? If you did, let me know in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast, folks, please remember to leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.